What's up, everybody? Three and the possible. It is NBA final season. We got the matchup. We got Bucks. We got Suns. Small markets, but we got some superstars in there, hopefully. Uh, so let's get it started, fellas. First, let's talk about the, the conference finals that we got there. Devion and I, perfect 2-0 in the finals. Joe, you trusted the Flippers. I, I, I did. Huge mistake. I, I don't know why you would do that. that Huge was... mistake. Yeah. So, Ooh. all right, let, let's let's talk about the Flippers. What went wrong? We we talked after game four. Devion went full 100% blame on PG. Joe... Joe went 25%. I went 33%. Now that the series is over, Joe, do you want to update that percentage? No, I'm still, still cool with it. No, I'm still cool with it. I mean, he didn't really show out in, the, in game seven, but... Six. Oh, game six, yeah. Seven, seven, seven. Seven, yeah. I was oh, hoping man. they were... Actually, he did not... Yeah, I was hoping they were going to make it to a game seven. I know. But, <laughs> I mean, they just don't have enough offensive... They just didn't have enough offensive power. I mean, Reggie Jackson can't be your second best player. Mark Keith Morris can't be your leading scorer in Game Six. Like, it's not a good look. I, I, I just got to put it on everybody because I think if Kawhi was there, it'd have been a totally different story. But they really need a point guard. It didn't make sense why Rondo didn't play more. I mean, I know he's not great offensively, but they had way too much ISO ball. And like Devion pointed out in the last episode, PG did what PG does. Take a lot of shots. He wasn't efficient, but he was getting to the free throw line. So I mean, man, I'm still. I'll put it up to thirty percent. I'll give him five more percent of the blame because he didn't have the best game six. All right, Devian. I'm assuming you're going to stick with a hundred percent, despite him mm-hmm. going for forty one yeah, in game exactly. five. To, to I'm, I'm, game I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be real. I'm not. He's happy now. The series is over. He's going to exactly. drop it now because he's all happy. He's <laughs> a hater. He's a hater. <laughs> I'm gonna give him realistic. I'll probably give him like, probably give him like thirty five percent now. That's seventy percent drop, damn near. <laughs> man, what? Yeah, man. You know why? I just feel bad for him. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he, I know. I just feel bad for him at this point, bro, because he did. He had that forty one point game. I was okay, cool. Last game wasn't anything spectacular. They just, they just looked bad. They, mm-hmm. they just fell apart. He tried his best, but that's why I said, like, he's not shooting efficiently at all and getting to the free throw line. Game six. See what happened? You know what I'm saying? That's why I was like, I, I'm, but he's trying. He's a smart player. So that's why I was like, he, he, he tried. And then between, like, Patrick Beverly doing something stupid like that, just. Yeah, we're we're gonna <sighs> talk we're gonna talk about that in a, in a second. Yeah, but, I was okay. like him with you know I think what was it you know I got some injuries and then I think poor coaching because even if Rondo doesn't have offense, you go in there to have him control. You know that, that he's not gonna tempo. score, but he he provides offense. He, yeah. he keeps people organized and, and gets people easier so these, buckets. Yeah, even if he's not making and he's a better, he's a better three point shooter than he used to be. That's what I'm saying. Respect it. These same shots yeah, you're not. trying to create for yourself one on one, he go give you an easier opportunity to get him. So that's why I say like that. That's way more important. I still don't think that they use man like they should have used them evil. Um. So it's just yeah, like the organization got to get. Like it's it's a lot more going on with that organization. It's just like it's mm-hmm. and it's just starting to show on the court. So I think yeah, I get my. But what my, what do you really do when Chris Paul goes off like that though? I mean, <laughs> you can't do anything. Oh, 
He's supposed bro, to he, I mean, no, 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 I'm not hearing that. They're supposed to have three all-defensive team players. You're They're telling me not to. one, not one of to. them could go get Chris Paul? I mean, I know Kawhi didn't play. Yeah. We saw how, we saw, you know, Devion alluded to it. We see what Chris Paul did to Pat Bev and what the reaction he got out of Pat Bev. Man, go get him. They're good man, team defenders, though. I don't know how great they are individually anymore. PG may not be that dude anymore to clamp somebody down a whole I game. I mean, I'm just saying that I, to I, need to hear, I, need to hear the, I need to hear them talked about differently. I need to hear them talk about themselves differently. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop mine to 25%. The 41-point performance was big. The forced game six. And when you, when you, I think they showed the graphing in game six. You see how many more minutes this playoff oh, that PG has played than Anybody, it was like a hundred, like a hundred and fifty more minutes in the next, like the second highest total. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. I mean, he, we kind of take LeBron for granted, like with his durability and stamina, and just watch him go through playoff run, playoff run, playoff run, not get worn down. Like that's not really fair to expect of every every star player. So I'll, I'll drop him to twenty five percent. I'm going fifty percent blame to Ty Lue, and I'm so sick of all all these. Pundits talking about the greatest coach in the NBA. Not hey, even, don't be not even my boy. I like Ty Lue. And I think I think he's good at a, a lot of things when it comes to coaching. But he didn't he didn't put those players in in uh, their best position to succeed. Ty Lue, like every like it was crazy after PG went for forty one. I was like, oh, he's the best coach in the NBA. That they started that thing again. I'm like. Because Paul George just went crazy? You know that makes he, him the best you know really coach did? in the NBA? He basically just did what he did when he had LeBron in Cleveland. He just tried to try, turn Paul George into LeBron. Yeah. And it's not going to work. No, that's why he, Paul George is not LeBron. Number two option. It's just people... Paul George is the second best player... I, on his team, and he needs to be in that role. People just saw that forty-one point game. He needs to learn out. how to be good in that role, though. You know, like, yeah, because sometimes he just Paul sits at that three-point line good. and takes stupid jumpers. You're right. That's it. Yep, I, he's got to figure out how to still be effective. Well, no, but the thing is, like he, pl- like you get the best Paul George when he's the number one option. But the but the issue is, he's not good enough to be the mm-hmm. number one option on a team that wins. So he needs to figure out how to be the best Paul George as a number two. Then I think the Clippers become the team that everyone kind of thought they could be when they formed together. Uh, but let, let's talk about Pat Bev because that, that was – boy. Uh, <laughs> hey, that was it. So Chris, oh, Paul was in the, Chris Paul was in the midst of just lighting up the entire Clippers team. And he, it was – you know, it was, it was a giveaway. Whoever wanted, whoever wanted some, could get some, and, and he he was being very generous. So Pat Bev, like you know, there's a timeout call. I think Chris Paul just hit another crazy. I can't remember if it was a three or a mid range mm-hmm. shot. But it was a really yeah. nice shot, and it looked like he said a little something to Pat Bev, you know. But I mean, they talk shit the entire game. You know, there's Chris not, Paul says something disrespectful. There is not a bigger shit talker than Pat Beverly. So I'm not trying to like like oh well, he just somehow got. If you're gonna constantly talk then you need to be able to take it when someone talks back to you and you know chris paul is going to talk back to you so chris paul said a little something over his shoulder and then pat bev just lost it and full like full out shoved chris paul chris paul i think then embellished it a little bit as chris paul does 
Uh, but what you, what'd you guys think, Devion? Start with you. Man. I know I know you were laughing when when as much as I was when that happened. Dude's a clown. He talks <laughs> he talks crazy to people all the time, and then now Bo gave you forty and just looked at you and walked past you, and you got mad. You chump. But I mean, let's be real. I think we all know what happened there. He didn't yeah. just look at him. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty oh, Chris confident. Paul said Chris Paul said, "Take your ass home" or something like that. Yes, hey. no, I, I, no, he said, "I'm hey. pretty sure." I'm pretty sure he said one word. He walked past the bitch, and <laughs> huh? Well, hey, <laughs> probably. Well, I don't know that. All I know is he looked at her and he dropped forty on him, and you can't say nothing <laughs> to that. But that's what Pat Beverly. But I don't. I don't. I expect that from him because. I, he probably knew that they were going to lose the game. He's going to do that. Oh, yeah. Game was over at that point. He's going to bring hype to him. And he goes, all right, my season over. Let's try to give him some talk about the next year. Bring it back up. I get my one um, game banned. I'm a hot topic, blah, blah, blah. He's a smart guy. He's just salty. <laughs> Man. I would have respected him more if he would have just grabbed Chris Paul, turned him around, and just start throwing hands. Like, come on, man. You're going to push him in the back like that? And then right. the softer part of the move is he apologized on Twitter. Man, like, that's fake. You're that not going to go to his face. You could call him in. I know that's you can get Chris Paul number. apology, bro. Like, that shut up. Like, really? Come on, that, man. That wasn't meant for you. Yeah. The game got was the, it meant for. The moment got the best of me. <laughs> man, get the hell out of here. That was, that come on, man. That's soft. That's soft, bro. <laughs> the bad boy Pistons with a straight grab dude and start throwing hands. They wouldn't have pushed nobody in the back. Like, if you're really about that life, then do something. As do something. as Shannon Sharp says all the time on Undisputed, the Clippers are just all bark. Exactly. Bark. Exactly. A because chihuahua. Pat Bev knew as soon as he pushed him, everyone's going to get in and it's not going to be a real fight. He didn't want a real fight. Everybody didn't get in. You see Frank Kaminsky, if he watched the replay? <laughs> Frank is kind of like, quick as hell. Just staying like, in there. This ain't huh? for me. <laughs> I'm not about that life. <laughs> it was hilarious. I can appreciate. I can appreciate the honesty. In it, uh, you know? I need my crew. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I'm lucky to be in the NBA. I'm chilling. <laughs> can't believe I just I'm, I'm here. They got this. <laughs> I know my role. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh man, yeah, Pat Bev, like, come on, bro. I appreciate like, him though. It's just take, man. just take your ass whooping like a man. Move on, on to the yeah, next one. This is, this lost. isn't, this isn't new for you. No, you but, do this everywhere but, you go. You, you flame out right about here. That's what you get. This is a good year. Pat Bev, you're good. You got to take the good and the bad. That's why it's just so funny to me. I'm just like, this is just. You know what's crazy? Bro, though, Pat Bev was actually hooping. He was hoping yes. in this. He was the one like keeping the Clippers alive for Man. a while. That's what was crazy. Like I've never seen Pat Beverly actually rack people before in a game. And this man took Chris <laughs> Paul to the rim like so two did. like two straight possessions. I'm like, who is this? And then got and then ended it like that. That's what was just so funny about. It. I'm like, dude, it's okay. He really and, and he wouldn't have done it if it wasn't Chris Paul. If it wasn't somebody his own size, he wouldn't have done it. Oh, Guaranteed. yeah. No chance. Well, and, and they brought it up on the telecast. So, you know, like, apparently Pat Bev took it pretty personally when the when the Rockets traded him for Chris Paul. So that, you know, there was that kind of backstory. Like, I don't like I don't know how like that make him even that make him more of a bitch. Like what? <laughs> He's salty. Yeah, it's like, Come it's on, like, man. Like, you're, you're trading, NBA, like, people get traded. Like what? 
Well, I mean, just like in terms of like his thing with Chris Pike. Oh, you thought he was better than me? Okay, I'm gonna show you. Come right. On, Let's say it's like it's it's not like you got traded for like <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know, like what a Dennis Schroeder or something like someone that's like kind of like similar role. Like we're talking about like an all time great point guard. Right. Yeah, they traded you for him. Like Christ. Of course they did. That boy, like, that's that sounds so he's sick. Sound like Rachel Nichols. The hell out of here. <laughs> Softy as hell. <laughs> I like hey Rachel cool though. I like Rachel. Hey yeah, she thick, guy. Hey. Nah, she's not cool anymore. Hating on, hating on Maria Taylor, not yeah, gonna, yeah, not gonna yeah, fly. Yeah, People stay coming from Maria Taylor though too. They went after her when she had her legs out and her shoulders out. People stay coming for her. Yeah. A queen. That means she got a Need great to leave her alone. But alright. <laughs> Let, let's go to the let's go to the other conference finals. Hawks, Bucks. That was Probably the most anticlimactic conference finals Snooze I've seen fest. in a long time. Like, especially when you think about how it started, just fireworks. Trey Young going crazy, Giannis going crazy, Drew Holiday going crazy. The same question we ask every series: When's Chris Middleton going to show up? Like, it was it was all fun. You know, Hawks stole Game One, and the, the Bucks got the next two. Then Trey Young got hurt at the end of Game Three was clearly different in that game, missed the next, uh, what, two games before trying to come back in game six, and just clearly wasn't the same. But all in all, Joe, start with you. What would you think? I mean, to me, I know Chris Milton had a great series, but to, he's still a front runner in my opinion. He had some good third quarters yeah, had, when they great, already had, had great, the lead. He had a great yeah. first games. Really game did. six but was like really the some, only one. Come, exactly, like, dude, come on, man. You don't. They don't have Trey. Yeah, you gotta win that game. You're the Bucks. I know you don't have Giannis, but you guys just definitely win that game. You shouldn't be getting blown out in game six. That was ridiculous, man. Like they, yeah, they, they just they could not step on their throat to like end them. Like they kept letting the Hawks come back, come back, and then Middleton yep. kind of went crazy in the third quarter. But they still even tried to let the Hawks come back. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Devion, it would have been think? a different series if Trey Young was healthy. Mm-hmm. It would have been a totally different series. Yeah, cause Especially they, with the Giannis injury. Yeah, right? Yeah, facts. Because you could tell that ankle bothered him a little bit. So, yeah, if he was healthy, they would have won. I don't think people understand also like how like what a bone bruise is. Because like, that's technically what I think it was a bone bruise on his foot. Like, So my, gro- my wonderful girlfriend is a nurse. And so I, I had to ask, I was like, can you explain this to me? And apparently, it, the, like, the very outer part of the bone actually does, like, break. Like, it's not, like, a break all the way through the bone, but some part of your bone is actually breaking. So trying to push off on that had to be incredibly painful. Devion, you got me? Say it again. Devion, can you hear me? Yeah, now I can hear you. What's your opinion? All right. Just, uh, just give yeah. me your opinion, Devion. All right, man. Okay, now I'm here. <laughs> okay, like, whatever. So, my opinion on the Hawks and Milwaukee series. 
uh, fun at first, and then, yeah, at the end, it was kind of unfortunate. It's like, dang, one, you know, Trey Young goes down. It's like, okay, it's over. And boom, Giannis hit, hyperextends his knee. And I'm like, ooh, that looked – and I tore my ACL before. I know you bad. So I'm like, man, that looked – and they slowed it down, too. I was like, bogus. They should that. But – and then – Middleton is just, he was Middleton. Um, I was just looking for the other people to see what they would do to step up. Um, I thought they actually would lose it. I thought the Hawks would some find somebody to beat them and like, you know, take, you know, beat them in seven games. But I don't know. It was unexciting. It was, it was cool. Um, little disappointed. I'm definitely disappointed with the Bucks with no Giannis. It's not looking promising for them at all. They just look like they just can't step into their roles unless Drew Holiday does like what he's been doing since no Giannis. I like this Drew Holiday. He's playing well. Yeah, like this Drew Holiday. It's a now it might be a problem. And then you know Middleton, he'll get one or two good games depending on how many games y'all go six or seven. You know, if you go six or seven, you have like two good games. So. Eh, overall, I liked it at first, and then at the end, it's just like it's not gonna be exciting in the finals. <laughs> it's gonna be a boring finals, that is for sure. Yeah. So, mm. I don't know. I, I do think there could do be. Though, man. I think it could still be a good finals. Like you got, you got some star. You got some star. It, yeah. Obviously, it all depends on Giannis. Like if Giannis can't come back in the finals, that's gonna hurt. I th- I personally think we will see Giannis in the finals. I have no inside information to make that statement, but that's just kind of what I think. Knowing Giannis, and I mean, there's there's no structural damage, so I just can't, I can't see Giannis being held out after he's fought so hard for so many years to try and get to this moment and have the most winnable Western opponent we've seen in a while. You know, like, I just don't see him passing this up if he can get out there. But we'll see. Um, I mean, it could have been awesome. Like, the Suns, the last time they made it to the finals, they went against Michael Jordan. And then they could have went to the finals this year and go against Giannis. Like, that would be <laughs> – and lose. Like, that would be so heartbreaking. Like, you got to go against Jordan. Now you got to go against Giannis. Like, your franchise has some bad luck when they make it to the finals. That's for sure. I mean, you're usually going to run into a pretty, pretty damn good player in the finals, but that's true. Unless uh, you're Michael Jordan, yeah. Unless you're Michael Jordan, that's that's fair. Get some cakewalks. Um, okay, can Just we can we out there? <clears throat> can we put something to bed though? Because I've heard this start to get discussed on national media. The Bucks are not better <laughs> without Giannis. No, who said, I, I, that? who said that? You know who said that? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. You, you know who said that? Skip Bayless said that. Oh my god. Of course. Trying to make the case, you know, I, he thinks that the Bucks might play better without Giannis. And, and after the first full game without Giannis, I can see how somebody that doesn't really know basketball like Skip Bayless could make that statement because the, like, the ball moved really well. And this was – why is it – like I've noticed this with different teams. Why do coaches only start coaching when their best player is gone? Like I was shocked. I, I, I was like, Budenholz are actually coached. Lady. What's going on here? Like, yeah. 
I'm assuming you guys agree with me. The Bucks are are, are definitely not better. They're significantly worse. Absolutely. <laughs> without Giannis. You could, like, see, people who don't know basketball would say the same thing about the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, when your best player is not out there and you got a whole bunch of solid players, everybody shares the ball because you don't have no true one-on-one player out there. So you got to share the ball to get open shots. That's all they did. But when you got Giannis out there, Giannis is going to control the ball. He's going to drive the lane, and then he's going to pass it. But when you don't have Giannis there, you got to do a whole bunch of different things to get people open. I mean, it's it's obvious to me. I don't see how people, just because your best player is gone, people have to step up. And when they do, doesn't mean that they're better. It just means they had a good night. They're professionals. They get paid. Well, and, and another important caveat, the Hawks, did not game plan for a Bucks without Giannis. Like no. that's the game plan. So then it's like, oh, well, how are they gonna? We don't really know what the Bucks look like without Giannis because he's very he always plays. Like yep. he barely ever misses games. So how do you? You're not gonna game plan very well when? Oh yeah, I, I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't see them using Brooke Lopez to the tune of like 31 points. Sorry, I didn't see that. Like Nate McMillan's not gonna like <laughs> see that coming. Like this isn't Brooklyn Nets. Brooke Lopez. That's true. Devian, go ahead. So, uh, <laughs> like, man, I don't, I don't know really to say about it. I'm just disappointed about it. It's just not looking good, like at all. I just think the Suns gonna beat them in like six games. So, um, oh, so we're just jumping all the way. To uh, yeah, my bad. Now, Look, okay, shit. Because that's, <laughs> that's what it like the thought went in my head automatically, like as just like that series progressed. So you think? Yeah. Are you are you under the impression no Giannis for the whole series? Is that what you're you're saying? Yeah. No Giannis, Suns will, are going to win in five. Yeah, because I don't think yeah, because like the way Giannis plays and he hyperextending his knee and he's big. Um, I've torn my ACL before and I've hyperextended my knee before as well, and I know um when you're doing those things and you try to rush back in it and the way he plays, he cuts a lot, he does all that stuff, he might. Literally mess up his knee. And he's twice your size. Yeah, he's twice your <laughs> size. He, he does it's get a lot of attention, but still, it's just like, I just don't see them risking that to possibly, or he'll try to do something like James Harden did, come in, try to do it, have a big knee brace, realize, like, oh, that's not what I want. He's out in two, three minutes. You get what I'm saying? And if you're, if you're the Bucks, you got to think about. Yeah. Kevin Durant. That's what, but that's what I said. I want like, to- man, he go out there and then he tears ACL because his leg is a little weaker because he's been resting on that knee because it hurt. Yeah, I have a situation like Kawhi. So now his thigh weaker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Risk maybe him playing one game. They may or may not win. He tears his ACL. He's, he's pissed. Now you lose him like how San Antonio did Kawhi. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? And then he ends up losing you because he might feel something. I, I don't see – it just doesn't make sense to play him no matter what, unless he's 100% like good to go, no signs of like – you know, he has full mobility. I don't – but I don't see him doing that in this short period of time because his 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 leg looked like this. <laughs> his leg looked like that. Like, I, he, bro, he tried – he's just tough and tried to walk it off, but it's just like – you know that hurt, bro. Like when you sat down, <laughs> his knees fight is big. No, I I don't see him playing. That's why I just see it's like sucks for the hawk. I mean, sucks for um the Bucks, but good for the Suns. You know, big son. 
So I, I don't know. I just don't see no Giannis. If Giannis does come back, it's gonna be a piss poor Giannis that just shows great effort. All right, Joe. Let's hear your prediction for the series since we're just jumping oh, into it. And shit. Yeah, this is such a such a whack finals. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm pick. I'm gonna pick the Phoenix Suns and and six, just because. I mean, I'm gonna keep saying it. I know technically they're actually not that young of a team. They got a lot of 24 year olds, but they've never been in the finals. And I know I said usually young teams don't play well in the playoffs, and they proved me wrong. So did the Atlanta Hawks. But this year is a little bit different, and the finals is a little bit different too. I, so I think I think the Bucks will be able to get two games even without Giannis. But I'm going to take the Phoenix Suns. Chris oh, Paul, man. Chris Paul's going to get his ring. Yeah, this one is so tough for me. Yeah, it's awful. It's yeah, I know. I, I'm a little different. I think Giannis plays. I I, I think Giannis honestly is going to play from game one. Um, you you think he'll make it through the whole series, like <clears throat> all of it? And you think like it, is he gonna be? You know what I'm saying? Like how good? Like, I, think, I think he'll have some plays where like, you'll see him like I kind of get that like jolt of like like kind of like ah like and like like kind of have to limp and walk it off. But I think because he can be able to one, take two steps and get to the rim on that. Yeah, knee. I don't see anything. I don't see anything. Okay, like that I think he's gonna be. I think he'll be. I think effectively he'll be fine. He'll just have some plays where it like hurts. But it's not going to be like a – I mean, because, like, again, there's nothing structurally there's nothing structurally wrong with his knee. So it's just it's just pain tolerance. And I say just very loosely. Like, it's, it's only pain tolerance, essentially. So if he goes out there and, like, does something that makes it hurt, like, it's – he's not going to be, like, doing damage to it. Whereas, like, Devion, you brought up James Harden. Like, that's a hamstring. Yeah, that was weird. Whereas if he gets that moment where it's like that, that – so probably means he actually tore it more, you know, because there's actually something wrong with it. So I think that's kind of the difference there. I'm going to say Bucks in seven. I, th- I think the Bucks are going to win. And here's here's why. I love Devin Booker, and I, and I love what he does. But he really allowed Pat Beverly to, to bother him. I got news for him. Drew Holiday's a lot better. Yeah, like that's gonna be a that's gonna be a problem. And Chris Paul is gonna definitely get his buckets, but I think Middleton will be able to do a pretty good, pretty good job. He's gonna be long. I think he'll be able to bother Chris Paul, at least scoring. Like Chris Paul is obviously gonna set people up. And Brooke Lopez will not be a liability against an Aiton. Like he'll be able. That'll be a good matchup for Lopez. I think Lopez is gonna body him. That's a big body. Aiton is not that strong. <laughs> Ready for that? That is. And that is. An, 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 another thing, like you know, once you get a reputation as a good defender in the NBA, you seem to get away with more. And like mm-hmm. Brooke Lopez is a good. He is a good defender. They don't call fouls on him. Even if he leans a little bit forward, like they, they give him the verticality rule and like nope, no fouls. So yeah, that's, that's gonna that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. And I'm trying to think of how the Suns build the wall, you know, the which hasn't been as effective this year, also, by the way, against Giannis. Like they they've maneuvered that a little better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um only thing I can say is they got defenders with long arms. Yeah, like that's what that's, that's what's going to be helpful. That's what's you know because that's really what the, I thought they the teams in the past did 
very effectively. It wasn't necessarily that like challenging him at the rim was ever like a was ever like super effective. Like you try and make him take the the turnaround jump shots, and you try and get your hand on the ball. They do got a lot of people that can do that, so I could see this not being a great Giannis series. But God, they're gonna have to play with so much fire helping off of those shooters and. We pretty, and, you know, we we talk about it every series. Middle, what what Middleton shows up? Can I get a good Middleton four times? I I don't have a I ton of confidence so. in it, but I'm gonna say yes because I think the further they go, the more confidence he's getting in terms of his ability to show up, and he just got to be able to knock down shots. When he when when he's knocking down those jump shots, they're they're really hard to beat. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go Bucks in. Seven, but God, Mike Budenholzer makes me real nervous. <laughs> I can see that. All right, so let me let me. It's Coach Budenholzer. I don't know, but yeah. I imagine. Let, let me kick this to you guys. What do you guys, since you guys pick, are picking the Suns, what do you think is the Suns' biggest advantage over the Bucks in the series? Joe, you go first. The biggest advantage? Damn. Chris Paul. I'm going to have to go with Chris Paul. Chris Paul's going to make sure that those guys get easy shots, and he's going to control the tempo and the pace of the game. And I, I think that's going to be huge for him. And Chris Paul, I think Chris Paul knows this is his shot to get his ring. And mm-hmm. I think he went out there and proved that when he dropped 41 on the Clippers. I think he wanted the Suns to know, like, hey, man, I'm not going to lose this. Y'all not going to drag me down. This is my best chance, and I need to get this for my legacy. So I, I think that's going to be huge, and I think he's going to show out. I think he's going to get finals MVP. Very well could. Devion, biggest advantage for the Suns. Uh, I agree with him. I think it's Chris Paul, and then it'll be D-Book, because I think people take um, – I think they take for granted, like, Chris Paul's leadership role and how effective it really is. Like, I think he can – like, in that last game that he did, he dropped 41. Now he just went – from the teacher, I mean, was, he was teaching you. I, I'm about to show you now. D. Book was a student in that game, and he might become like he might go out there and drop 40, 50. Well, I gotta say 40, 50. Like, he might drop a 30 point game. 40 depends on how. Look, y'all love St. Louis. But yeah, so with um. What is it? I think it'll be Chris Paul. I don't think even if, you know, Middleton will. He, he probably will bother him a little bit, but Chris Paul is going to find a way to get somebody else involved. He's going to start throwing you oop, and then he's going to get in that light skin guy's head and tell him, like, hey, you made it through, pay-. like, what is it? Drew Holiday is a better player, and I think he is a better defender. But when you have a pest like Pat Beverly, even if somebody is better than me, I'm like mentally – he probably took a way bigger toll than what Drew Holiday would, you know. So since that, I'm like, ah, I made it past him. Man, I don't know about that. You know, Drew Holiday, the type of player that, like, as soon as he checks, like, he you see that he's guarding, you're just like, fuck. But but I, true, I know that. True. You know, what I'm saying? yeah, yeah. Pat Beth, he poking you, he touching you the whole time, he talking in your ear, he's like, saying crazy he, stuff. 
Jamal is just there. He, you just know he's there. Like, yeah. damn, he's going to clear hey, me down. Hey, G- but you don't have to do with all them stupid antics and stuff that throw you off your rhythm in games. Facts. Like, hey, I don't know. Real good. I feel like that can go both ways. But, but like, like, when you see Drew, you're like, shit, damn, man. <laughs> but, yeah, I get that. Yeah, but – like, We get, that we get those little irritants that just like to talk. When you finally make a shot – Oh, that feels so now, good. Now you're talking like, about yeah. 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 like Yeah, that kind of almost like gets you going once – you just got to get over the the bullshit. But once you get over the – like, I don't know. Drew Holiday, he just, he's just But that's quiet. the thing. If Giannis plays, Drew Holiday is not – we can't count on him scoring those 20-some points. So I'm, not, I'm not worried about Drew Holiday scoring. But, but I'm, I'm worried about like, him locking up Devin Booker. But that's what I'm saying. As a defender, he going to go in there and he going to do it. He not getting the confidence on the other end because he going to be two for 12. <laughs> And then D. I Bulls. mean, we saw we you saw know, in Game One of the Eastern Conference Finals, Drew Holiday yeah, dropped yeah. like thirty three and shot the ball really well. And I mean, he shot the ball well pretty much the entire Hawks series. He, he shoots I mean, it he, well. I'm just saying he's not gonna be. Uh, well, he did. He's gonna be eighteen, nineteen points. Yeah, but that's why. Like, yeah, just, as like the third score, like that's yeah. perfect. Okay. You're right, but it just doesn't feel like that. And then Pat Beverly is just like when KG used to guard people. And the stuff that he used to say. Well, no, but KG could actually lock you up. No, but, but imagine Drew Holiday doing that, and then he's doing this. I don't have mm-hmm. to worry about this no more. Mm-hmm. Or Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman come up, slap you in your ass, throw you off your whole game. But, like, but, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, but when a dude, when you so used to a dude already pushing, all I got to worry about is a dude pushing me now. I don't got to worry about him doing this. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. I'm, I hoop. I do this every day. Yeah, all right. Here's the other thing, though. Like Pat Bev, like once once Booker got past Pat Bev, there was no real shot blocker waiting for him. You got two of them if Giannis plays waiting for you on the Bucks. Like you can do all that hard work. Mm-hmm. Oh, I finally got past this dude. All right, here's Brooke. Here's Giannis. Like I don't know. I think Book's gonna have a a, a tough series. Like I'm not saying he's not gonna be effective because he's he's too good not to be effective. But I think we could see like a similar story of like games two through six against the Clippers, where he just mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to rely on him being the guy in terms of leading you in scoring. Like they're going to need Chris Paul to to really do it, which I think will make a very entertaining series because I would love to see Chris Paul like be the one that that but drive if, up. If, if Bernholzer, do you do you play Portis more? Because I don't know, can Brooke Lopez stick with Aiden? Is Aiden going to be too athletic for Brooke Lopez? Well, I've been, I mean, I've been begging no. him to play. I know, Bobby Brooke Lopez more. Of course, he'll play more, man. That dude ain't no he. Brooke Lopez I, is solid with his position. I don't think he he's going to really put Aiden to the test when he plays him because that's a seasoned dude who goes he go he can shoot threes, but he also yeah. like with seven one or whatever, it is, and he going to put you a big yeah. body. That's a big body, and like Will said, he can lean on you. That's going to tire you down. That's going to frustrate you. And if you're not getting the calls you want, yeah. Lopez, you ain't getting no calls against him. If the Suns start, start running the floor and throwing those lobs to Aiden. Yeah, but that's – If Brooke Lopez can't hang, you may have to do something. But if y'all just, just saying, it's like I said, It's yeah. like I said last series, you are playing with fire if you try and get in an up-and-down game with Giannis mm-hmm. on the floor. Yeah, yeah. if Giannis <laughs> is playing, yeah, it's a whole different story. That's but, facts. But that's what I'm saying. Also, I don't think like that D-book that we got uh, with the Clippers was a little watered down too because like I just can't get – like when he, 
when oh yeah, I mean having a broken said, nose, I mean that's hard to man, play for. Like I'm not. That's like Devin Booker, bro. That's just Devin Booker. Look at gonna drop forty, and then you won't see it for two, three weeks. I got my got my rest for my hand and all this other stuff like this, and like a game or two, like this. Like when Trey comes back, bruised, you know, you think I'm gonna score thirty. It affects him like they need like two games. Yeah, his time, his timing of the game was off because Trey had some open shots and he just passed them up because he wasn't in rhythm. So now, like that's what I'm saying. Like if his nose still bothers him, we're gonna have a physical game like Drew Holiday. Now we talking like, eh, you know, he might be Chris Paul, but if that nose not bothering him, they just playing basketball. You know, that's a different ball game when he's when he's really deep booked. Like it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I want to talk about that because Devion. If you, pass, if you come up with a screen, I'm saying yeah. you have to put your shoulder in there. That's what I'm saying. Bit. If it's him and they get a physical <laughs> game, they can take him out with that. Like, and they physical like that. That's a good point. It's you know what I'm saying? So that's why I was like, that does scare me. Where I can see like in seven games, ah, uh, it might depends on how they let them play them. Because even if the was it Milwaukee, if they not hitting shots, they got enough playmakers and their defense is lethal enough to. To stop them, they only got to stop the like thing. Two the thing players. with Milwaukee really just is, one or two will Milwaukee be smart enough if they're not making shots to <laughs> to go <laughs> to the rim? Yeah. They've shown yeah. they've shown oh. some just like some like they've shown that they will just keep no. throwing up threes and keep missing. Did you watch like, last night's half? Yeah, exactly. Just the saying. Hawks. It's hard shooting threes for no reason. Like you guys should be beating them by twenty in the first half. Like the way I see it, the way I see it, if with Giannis, the Bucks should be the easy pick. If they, mm-hmm. if like we can, if we all knew Giannis was playing, they should be the easy pick. Like, got, like got mad love for CP and Booker, but like those three that they have, plus all the complimentary players, like they should be. But it's Budenholzer, like he everywhere he goes, he just loves his team, just throwing up threes, and so it's just like ah. I don't know if I can I can trust them to play smart and play inside if the three is not falling. But you you brought this up, Devion, and before I want to I want to jump back to this for a second before you just made us go right into the final preview, <laughs> you jackass. Uh, the Hawks. I think we should spend some time talking about the Hawks because I think the Hawks showed a lot in this series, and I think I personally think that they have a lot to be excited for in the future. So I want to hear what you guys think in terms of what can we, what do you guys expect from the Hawks in the next two to three years? Like, do you guys see them as contenders in the East every year now? Or was this still to you more of kind of a one-off thing, crazy injuries, COVID season, and don't know that they're quite going to be there yet? Joe, I'm kind of interested to hear your answer first. I really want so, to what do you what do you think about the Hawks? <laughs> hey, I don't I don't think this is a fluke year. I think they legit. I I really do. I think they they need another superstar with them, but one of those players can develop that they have because they got a young team. Mm-hmm. And Cam Reddish wasn't 100 percent healthy. You saw how he balled last night. He can, he can play some defense too. He's not just a shooter. And they didn't have DeAndre Hunter. They have they literally have two. Lottery picks on a team that are under twenty four. They got a young team. They got Trey Young as well. Under twenty four, like under twenty two. Yeah, they're hella young. They got a young ass team that's talented, and this is just something that they need. They got all the experience in the world. This is exactly what Golden State needed when they were a young team. You saw how they developed in the playoffs, and then they just hit the road. I'm not saying that Golden State are even 
I think they're two, three years away from that, but they have a legit threat in the East. They're definitely a top three or four team in the East. Devion? Um, so I like what I saw for him. And then, like, yeah, Hunter didn't play. That's what I really – I'm curious to see, like, since they have all this momentum, how will he fit in? And I want to see how smart the organization is now that they've pretty much showcased all the talent, even the people we didn't think about, like Reddish to go out there. He was bald. You know what I'm saying? So now they might go and trade and package some deals up. So I just want to see, like, how smart the organization is. But I think now Hawks, hey, hey, they looking good, man. I don't see how we just don't – how how they – I don't see how we don't talk about them now or look at them because of – Trey, ice, ice game to Trey. Yeah, man. You got to take in account the environment too, man. People don't bring that up enough too. Yeah. You got Quavo at the game. You got hip hop people at the game. It's not like, it's not like New York. It's not like LA where you got these big prime uh, globalized people. You got some black culture people up in there. It's a whole different environment than most NBA games. They, They treat, it's like a, it's like a, uh, High school game on steroids. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know how you uh, playing on Rucker Park almost. Definitely. All they need to do is a megaphone, man. That's all. They and need. Atlanta, I don't know when the last time y'all been in Atlanta, but Atlanta is man. It feels like New York and Cali and stuff like that. So now when they created that energy and it lived up to the hype, man, bro. It, it. I don't know. I think we. I think it's a lot more for them to show us, but. We'll see it next year, like in, over the next three years. I think the Hawks, yeah, they're gonna be top three. Each. More, more prime time games for sure. More yeah, TNT I, games, I more ESPN games. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm cold. with you guys. I think, I think they're legitimately contender. Top three, I'm not sure, just because purely because Milwaukee still there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brook, Brooklyn's got their big three, so that's already two. That's two over the know. next three years. Philly, but you got you got Philly, you got. Boston, Miami, like you got a lot of teams that I think are kind of in the same. Like, so I'm saying I don't know that they'll be top mm-hmm. three every year. I think they'll be fighting in that area arena for it. Look at those teams you name: Philly. They're gonna make changes. Well, yeah, Miami, Philly. We don't know making changes. Celtics. They're know. making changes. So those three teams right there, you don't know what you're gonna get next year. We know what we, we know what we expect. I don't, out of I don't know that year. I would say the Heat are gonna make a ton of changes. I, I think they'll they're gonna try and make a splash. But if they can't make a splash, I don't think that they're going to really do too much. I think they still like their still like four. Yeah, Yeah, they really only got one. Like Duncan's really the only Dunk. Well, none is probably as good as gone. Mm -hmm. But that's um, true. That's true. But no, I I think they're fantastic. And and man, I've been waiting to see this Cam Reddish for so long, playing with confidence because that's Mm -hmm. that's kind of seems to be a thing that was always missing with him. Like he just never seemed to really know. Like it was almost like, can I shoot? He didn't have that at Duke either. He was the best shooter on their team. Yeah. Yeah. Barrett. Man. They needed him to be like a shooter. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah, that he was that dynamic was kind of why they didn't ultimately go on. But regardless, I'm very happy to see him ball because I've I've always thought he could hoop. Um and you know who you know who he started reminding me of in this series? I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this. He reminded me of a young Indiana Pacers, Paul George, like Ooh, Reddish, yeah, Cam Reddish, like more of a defender, hit some big shots. I'm talking about like when Danny Granger was like still I, I, the guy. I get what you're saying. With, with okay. Indy, yeah, like when he first you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like 
it's like okay, like okay, this guy, like, you're like okay, he's good. How good is he going to be? You know, we'll see if Cam Reddish can develop into the type of player that Paul George was. He's got all the tools. I mean, that jump <laughs> shot is is perfect. He's a like you said, Joe. He's a really good defender. He was bothering Chris Middleton, and you saw like as soon as Reddish would go out the game, that was like automatic heat check for for Middleton. Like he he just was started dropping buckets all over him. So and I, I think he developed that confidence in that game too. You, you yes. could see his face. He was getting off on his team. He was cussing the team out for real. They slowed it down after he had a shot. He was like, he was like get the, come on, let's go. He's like, I can do this, out, son. Right? Come on. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, he, was, he might get traded just because so, somebody saw that. And I'll take a risk on him. I'm really going to take a risk on him because I didn't think about that oh, yeah. Paul George thing. And I didn't think about Danny. That is, the, I, I think. If you're the Hawks, though, would you do it if you didn't get a, a pretty good piece? Would you do it? I didn't think about that. Get another yeah, star, I, mean, oh. star I mean, maybe. Yeah. Maybe the piece you need to get to the, the chip. chip. Uh, you know, if I'm the Hawks, player, honestly, I think I, would, I think I would think about it a little differently, though. I think I would think about, like, moving, like, a Gallinari, like, some of those other kind of big contract guys that always seem to be, like, valuable around trade deadlines. Package a bunch of them up for, like, another good player and then try and make a core of, like, Trey Young, Cam Reddish, and someone else you can go get. I think that would be... A pretty dangerous core for them because when you've got a Trey Young, like we all love Trey Young, and we saw what he did. You need a guy that can lock up. You you mm-hmm. need a guy that can lock up to cover up for what Trey Young can't do. So that, I think they would complement each other really well. I would try and hold them together if I if I were them. Uh, but but that's just me. I, I would try to if I could for sure. And then I don't think you'll have a hard time attracting people to want to play in Atlanta. No, it's they need another big man though, because man, so sometimes with them rebounds it just gets annoying. Like I, they're a good offensive rebounding team, but defensive rebounds they just they just need a bench. They just need a guy off the bench. I think I so think like Capella, yeah, Capella and Collins. I think are, are, good, are but, good as a but man. Whenever um, but Capella can give you twenty and 10, 20 and twenty. But you can't have him sitting there getting all the rebounds all night long. He's wearing him out. He doesn't do that every night. That's the thing about him. Well, who? who I'm, I'm blanking on his name. It was like Ngakwe. I think their backup yeah, center. Back he, up, yeah. he was awful. He's he was young. so bad. That's all Re- I'm talking about rebounding the basketball. Oh, he, he can't rebound. Terrible. Yeah. He's awesome. Like, he's like 6'9", 6'10". Bobby Portis come in there and just snatch on him. I'm like, come that's on. what I'm saying. Yeah, they need somebody. They need a seven-footer. Just go get a vet that just like – he knows what he's in there to they do. Need rebound, play, defense. They need Javel <laughs> McGee. Type of player. For real. Somebody. No lie. They need a Lopez-type player. And mm-hmm. you put Lopez – It can even be Robin Lopez. Hey, hey. That's – Bro. Lopez Bell's better than I thought they would ever be. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> they're not bad. They, they, they made a nice they're NBA career bad. for themselves. They're I mean, yeah, they're, they're good players. So I'm still but, pissed like it's got rid of him. I'm, I'm, I got to just throw that out there. I'm still mad about that. Oh, I'm mad. You'll be, right. be all right. You'll be all right. He didn't He didn't have a good year with y'all anyways. He needed okay. to get to Milwaukee to, to unlock this new stage of his career. I get that. But all right, so let, let's one last little quick recap for the finals. Joe, you got Suns in six. Suns in six. Okay, you said CP is going to be the difference. CP is going to get finals MVP. He's going to be the biggest advantage for them. Devion, you said Suns in six. So Suns in six. I'll put it. All right, all right. Suns in six with 
Giannis not playing majority of the game. If Giannis plays majority of the games, I think Bucks win in seven. Look if Giannis plays, if Giannis I mean, plays, I'm taking Suns in seven. Bro, like, bro, I'm only okay. picking him because Giannis not – I don't think Giannis going to play. And I think Chris Paul know if he gets the games, gets the game seven, he open with. So that's why I'm saying they got to win in six. So I don't know. You all right? Good. All right. Like, so y'all, y'all taking – Joe's got Suns and six with without Giannis. Suns and seven with Giannis. Devion, you got Suns and six without Giannis. Bucks and seven with Giannis. I'm going Bucks and seven, and I'm just assuming Giannis is going to play. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think they still I think they still probably win in seven. I don't. Yeah, without Giannis, I think the Suns would probably take it. I Man. think without Giannis, I think the Suns would probably take it in six or seven. All right, let's be real. NBA Finals. You watching it on time? You watching it at all? You watching the first half? You watching the second half? Oh, I'm locked you... in. I'm locked in. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm not going. I like watching these two teams play, so I'm locked in. in. Game one. You don't want to see what happens. We'll see. You don't want to see what happens. If if game one is like eighty six to eighty two, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. No, I'll probably give it two games. I'll give. I'll give it two games. Cause it's gonna be it's gonna be a snooze fest possibly. Well, that's how most people go look at it. Cause exactly, go play. I'm doing nothing to help, Joe. I'm just saying, come on, man. Nobody gives a damn about Phoenix or Milwaukee. Like, come on. D book and Chris Paul. We could be part of the change, Joe. We could we could give more credence to actual fan. I'm talking about the everyday person that watch just watch the finals. They could play Milwaukee and Phoenix. I ain't watching that. You're I'm disappointing saying. me, Joe. Let's be real. Yeah. Disappointing me. <laughs> I feel you. I did you watch? Did you watch the uh, March Madness finals? I watched the women's. You are, exactly. You didn't watch Gonzaga versus Baylor, though, did you? <laughs> That's my whole point. I no, I did, no I, did, I did. I did watch the finals. I did watch. I, I watched both. I didn't. I didn't. Better. I missed. I missed part of the the men's, but I did. I did watch the second half. Because women's the crazy, was better. I saw the crazy shots and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's a fact. <clears throat> but all right, y'all. It's been. It's been. It's been fun. We made our finals predictions. Three into possible. Signing off. Happy. Uh, happy Independence Day, Will. Damn y'all. Me and Devion, we already had ours. Juneteenth, baby. <laughs> all right, y'all.